0: Welcome back to Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast. Yes, another week and another episode full of golf chat. Look back at last week's tournaments and we preview this week's tournaments. This week we have the Open de España just outside Madrid and we've got the Shriners in Las Vegas and also not forgetting live Bangkok. But before we get into all that, it's Big Bro with the 19th hole news.
1: And welcome back to Bros and Birdies 19th hole news which has been missing for the last few weeks but the chief editor wanted it back and here it is. It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news, it's the 19th hole news. And we start with the super victory by Charlie Hull at the Ascendant on the LPGA Tour in Texas to end six years of hurt. Charlie held off the challenge of Janet Lynn and Lydia Ko and in doing so it ensured her season earnings crossed the $1 million mark. Staying on the LPGA Tour, the race to the CME Globe Order of Merit is led by the formidable Lydia Ko by the finest of margins with Minji Lee, Brooke Henderson and Athiya Thitikul in Hot Pursuit. On the DP World Tour at the Dunhill Links, it was the fantastic Mr Fox, yes, 35-year-old New Zealander Ryan Fox who claimed the prestigious title with a dogged display on the Sunday to win by one shot from Swede Alex Norran and Englishman Callum Shinquin. Fox was a close mate of the late great Shane Warne and even partnered Warne in the prior years at this event. So it's totally fitting that he would lift the trophy and sometimes these things are just written in the stars. Foxy now sits 25th in the official World Golf Rankings after starting the year in 213th place, that is phenomenal. On the PGA Tour at the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson in Mississippi, it was the short game that won the day for the 31-year-old Canadian Mackenzie Hughes as he defeated burly Austrian Sepp Straka in a superb playoff and in doing so collected $1.4 million. Of course, I feel gutted that Straka was my 40-to-1 pick, Hughes was remarkable, ranked 145th in greens in regulation and 181st in driving accuracy, but as I said it was his short game that pulled him through as he was ranked 6th in strokes gained approach the green, ranked number 1 in scrambling, ranked 4 in strokes gained around the green and ranked 14th in putting. A massive shout-out has to go to our Bros and Birdies podcast favourite, Dean Burmy Army Burmester, who finished fourth and was two shots out of the playoff. A superb start to his PGA Tour career, collecting 135 points in the FedEx Cup, which puts him in eighth position overall. And finally, on the European Challenge Tour in France, it was 37-year-old and 860th world-ranked Swede, Joel Scheuholm who claimed the Hops Open de Provence by a commanding three shots to secure his second Challenge Tour title. And that was your 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole, hole it's the 19th hole news, it's the 19th hole
0: news. And that was your 19th hole news brought to you by Big Bro. And here he is, the man himself, the giant, the man with a receding hairline. He's losing weight. He's getting fit. He stopped playing bowl, so he's got more time for golf. It's Big Bro. Hello. Hello,
1: bro. How are you doing? You all right?
0: Good, mate. How are you?
1: Yes, I'm very good. Thank you very much. Excellent.
0: Oh, Looking forward
1: me. to this week.
0: Excuse me. I just had a sip of me tea. Hey, tea. How does Moses make tea? Don't know, Hebrews. Right. Let's get into it. Let's. Oh God. Should we look? You're setting we, the seed already. Aren't oh no, you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got yeah. I've got a weekend of dad jokes all lined up. But hey, let's talk about last week first and foremost. You nearly got the winner, which would have been second winner on the trot for us. Sepp Straker getting beaten by Mackenzie Hughes in a playoff.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was actually quite a, a great tournament to watch. I did stay up and watch the playoff, obviously, because I had vested interest. We had vested interest, but it was, I, I, I'm still convinced Straker should have won that. He was striking the ball so well all of Sunday. You know, Mackenzie Hughes was spraying it all over the places, driving stats, you know, the, the, all up the wall. Everything was just off. Um it just, yeah, striker should have won it for me, really. He just couldn't put in those final few holes in regulation and also, obviously, in the two-hole playoff. And Mackenzie Hughes, in my opinion, got lucky. But, yeah, good win for him. It was a great tournament. I did enjoy that one last week. It was a good lost finish. A, he's
0: lost a couple of playoffs now, striker hasn't he?
1: Yeah, so uh, I think there was a few tweets, people making comments about you know how well he actually strikes the ball and you know his his swing is to die for and stuff, and and that's all well and good, but you got to win golf tournaments, and he just I know he's won on the PGA Tour, but he's just came close at the end of obviously last season in the playoffs, and you know, again, another playoff loss and he just can't seem to convert into those W's, but he has got a golf game for sure.
0: Could be playing his way into a Ryder Cup position.
1: I don't see why not, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, he's kind of rising up the rankings.
0: Um, big, he's a big hitter and you think, you know, that's pretty good, especially when you're playing uh, your four balls and whatever. I think that's the sort of player that Luke Donald might be looking at. And, Yeah, if he continues his form, he's been playing well. Obviously, he was in the FedEx playoffs, you know, getting through to the finals. Um, He's played some cracking golf. And I think, yeah, he has to be up there in Luke Donald's mind.
1: There's no reason why he can't. I mean, again, you've got to look at the numbers and, you know, a look at the world rankings and stuff. He is 26th in the world. He started out 2022, 214th. That is a meteoric rise and clearly shows that he's been playing some amazing golf. So, yeah, why wouldn't he be in the reckoning for a Ryder Cup place at, you know, 26 in the world? He, he's up there with the best.
0: And talking about Ryder Cup, obviously, we had the um, the President's Cup recently. And one player left <laughs> out of the President's Cup was obviously Mackenzie Hughes, who went on to win the tour. You know, is that a sort of thing? Now, we saw it with Ryan Fox over in the Dunhill Lynx, another player left out of um, Immerman's President's Cup team. Um, And obviously Dean Burmester, you know, these guys that have been left out are proven a point and it seems to be the case, especially with those three.
1: They are. And and, and I guess decisions like that being left out of the President's Cup, and of course they can only take a a number of players, was it 12 players or whatever it is? I don't know what it is for the President's Cup. But um, again, you know, these guys, yeah, they want to make a point. And this week, two tournaments, as you've just rightly said, two winners who did not make the President's Cup. Um, You know, Ryan Fox, he's a place above Sepp Straka in the world rankings, 25th now. And again, you know, these two players, it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, Straka 214th at the start of the season, Fox, 213th, side by side. And they are now side by side in the world rankings, 25 and 26. It's quite amazing.
0: Yeah, and another, obviously, looking back at last week on the PGA, you know, two guys that are recently... Got the cards uh, on the PGA Tour, Thomas Tree and Dean Bermester. Both yeah. great weeks again. You know, Burmy, Burmy army, birdies for rhinos. We love him. We support him. He's playing again this week. He might feature in my picks later on. But another great tournament for Bernie. Uh, Burmy, even Bernie, not calling him Bernie, Bernie Sanders. No, Dean Bermester. Hey, he's playing some great golf. Absolutely fantastic golf. Obviously, we would like to see him. I would have loved to have seen him last week um, at Dunhill links. Obviously he likes playing St. Andrews and the, that sort of game suits him, but hats off to him. He's won quite a bit of money already on the PGA
1: tour. $378,000 to be precise last week. That is a chunk of wage, for sure. Well done, Burmy.
0: Yeah. Big ranking points as well, obviously, because uh, again, as usual, PGA tour has more ranking points than any other tour. Um, Let's move over then. We don't have to talk about the PGA too much. Let's move over to the Dunhill Links, one of my favourite tournaments of the whole golfing calendar year. It was tough. It was a tough one. We talked last week about, you know, the, the bias, the weather bias, and, you know, players playing Carnoustie on the Thursday be a bit more preferable than people playing on the Friday. Didn't really play out that way, as it turned out.
1: No, it didn't, did it? I think there was, you know, Carnoustie and St. Andrews certainly better scoring on the Thursday marginally from King's Barnes but the Friday screwed everybody over I don't think there was a bias either way you know every single course got battered battered with the wind a lot of rain some courses took more rain than others obviously because of the geographical places and where they are and stuff I know you know the spread what 50 miles apart or whatever but yeah, it was, yeah, Friday really changed that tournament. I mean, Thomas Peters, you know, look look what happened there in terms of, you know, his <laughs> yeah. score. He's bang up there, Thomas Peters. Absolutely bang in the reckoning and came back really well, didn't he? I think, what was something like? And I'm just, I'm trying to think what it was. Was it something like 11-shot swing in terms of the two rounds or whatever? I mean, he, yeah, it was... It was no, it was more
0: than that. It was nineteen shots. Well, A- he took his phone out.
1: Eighty-three <laughs> on the Friday, bro. Sixty-four yeah. on the Saturday.
0: Well, he took his he took his phone out mid round to tweet as you do, you know, professional tournament golf tournament. Bed up, took his phone out, tweeted to the DP World Tour. Are you drunk? He felt that they shouldn't be on the course. They should be in the comfort of the clubhouses. Um, Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying they're pampered, but come on, you know, it's the ball wasn't moving on the greens. um, It wasn't bad enough. Sometimes you just have to play through the bad weather. Peters didn't like it. Ultimately screwed him up because he did, and you know, finished quite high up on the leaderboard. Um, But yeah, do you take your phone out mid round and tweet like that?
1: Well, obvious reason for it that's just the way he felt but again you know a 19 shot swing over two rounds really emphasizes but but listen a lot of players shot really good scores in really tough conditions you know alex norren shot a 69 in round two shinquin 71 they were both up there at the end you know there were some absolutely phenomenal rounds said it Richard Mansell, 68 in probably the toughest conditions you will ever play in so a 68 versus an 83 shows that you can play it Peter's clearly doesn't like that type of weather so but he came bouncing back he finished tied 28th for the tournament at the end with finishing rounds of 64
0: and 70 but yeah quite quite amazing Oh, Richard Mansell. There he goes. He, he was up there at every chance. I wanted him to see it out, to be honest with you. Um I like Richard Mansell a lot. Um he's a he's a cracking golfer. And ultimately, you know, you look at that tournament and, and lots of players having their chances and Rory playing his way into the tournament. Um but yeah, a hat off to Callum Shinkham, a uh, Shinkwin winning the team events with some guy, Aquavella, I think he is. I think he's a, an art dealer. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Wicked. So they, they won 200s. Callum Shinquin won 200,000. I guess he'll split it with the man. Or the man might have so much money that he doesn't want his half. He gives Callum Shinquin the 200K. But I enjoyed it. It was great. It was great to see. Um, Foxy, yeah, yeah he's – what a barrel of a man. What a ball of a man. Nothing seems to phase him. He's a great character. And like you said, risen up those rankings rapidly.
1: No, absolutely. Like I said, in 19th hole news as well, you know, he had and this is one of the things you look at. You know, he, he played with Warney in the Pro-Am. He missed him this year, obviously, the sad passing of the great cricketer that he was. But just not just Foxy, but the other celebrities and sports personalities that came out with glowing praise for Shane Warne, um, yeah. you know, Kevin Peterson in, you know, glowing, glowing reference for the man. And he was clearly missed. And Ryan Fox had something else to play for this week. He was clearly playing in the honour of Shane Warren, who was his previous partner. And, you know, if you'd really look deeper and looked at those things, you think, oh, you know, he's playing for a little bit more this week. He's going to be trying. But yeah, great game. Ryan Fox risen in the world rankings. Hats off to him. Great golfer.
0: Yeah, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Shane Warne, always be remembered. Uh, absolutely amazing cricketer. Yeah, so that was a Dunhill Lynx. Got any more to say about it? No, I think that's probably about enough. Yeah, we, we struggled a bit on, um, on the picks overall, but we were strong on the PGA Tour um, this week. Just couldn't find that winner. We had a few decent place chances as well, but sort of fell away.
1: Well, you had uh, Detree and Montgomery both tied ninth. You know, literally only only a shot outside of a full place, bro. So very, very close. Nearly hit the bullseye, obviously, with Straka. And on the Dunhill, Padre Harrington just didn't get his putting stick going, did he? Finished tied 17th in the end. So, you know, just, yeah, unfortunate. Only like four shots out of getting a place return at 100 to 1.
0: Well, he's not used to playing four rounds anymore, is he? Perhaps he got tired. Yeah, exactly. I just
1: don't think St. Andrews suits his game. Uh, you know, he obviously is a, an open winner at various different venues and stuff. But yeah, I think that's enough about last week. Great. And I hope morning. they
0: all enjoyed the shotgun start. Oh, hey? yeah. Hey? yeah hey? Exactly. That hey, Graham, <laughs> talk, hey, talking about, I said to you about tea before, I wasn't tea. But what tea is the hardest to swallow? Dunno. Reality. And that's what Podrick Arrington had to put up with on the Greens on Sunday. It just wasn't working from that's reality. But that was another bad dad joke. Right. Let's get on to <laughs> let's get on to um other news. Other news in the world of golf. Let's start with the crazy, crazy American, um, Blake Abercrombie. Tell us about what happened to Blake Abercrombie when he paid 2000 euros to play in the first stage section at Lingegaard Golf in Brabant, Denmark, for the Q School in the DP World Tour. Tell us what yeah, happened.
1: Interesting, yeah. You know, travels from the US to Denmark to play in the first qualifying stage of the DP World Tour. As you say, a €2,000 Euro entry fee. That wasn't all. I mean, this this trip cost him $5,000 US dollars because he had to Ouch. fly over. It was a very, very expensive trip. So, Guy turns up. First tee, plays with a driver, shoots it down, but was disqualified after the first tee because he used a range finder. He wasn't the only player to use a range finder. Three players did, and three players got disqualified. Uh, two of them after the first round completed, actually. But Blake Abercrombie was the one that got caught after the first hole, which is it's just hard, isn't it? You know, a guy spends all that money to go and try and make it through qualifying. This is a guy that has previously plied his trade on the PJ Tour of Canada, the uh, Latin America Tour, and has not made a top 10 on either tour. So that is one hell of a commitment to spend that money to go and try and qualify for the DP World Tour. Obviously, Stupidity though, isn't it? Uh, absolutely crazy. I mean, you must know the rules. You, well, the you rules were on the first tee.
0: Yeah. They said, and I saw a picture of it. There was a big thing on saying what you can't use for this tournament, blah blah blah. Still did it. Um, all right, just a, an error, but a, a monumental error, a so very
1: expensive error. Anyway, he went yeah. off to Fitch and Putt.
0: So, hey, you know, yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch and Putt. I can say that's good that you might get signed up for a marketing campaign. I doubt well, it. Well, I'll tell
1: you, know. you something else as well that the CEO of Abercrombie, right? So Here's a statement from him. Abercrombie isn't a brand where you need to fit in. It's one where everyone truly belongs. Well, this guy didn't belong in Denmark this week, did he?
0: He didn't know if Carlsberg could do golf events anyway. Right. That was that. What else can we talk about? Let's talk about the long drive yeah, competition. Yeah, the love
1: of your life, Bryson. DeChambeau.
0: He gets a lot of stick, whether it's being, you know, done by the ropes. And there was an American footballer um, took the Mick out of him when going under a rope, and uh, but he took the Mick out of himself. So let's let's look at Bryson, and he's he can he can stand up and he can go, yeah, okay, that was quite funny. I'm gonna take the piss out of myself now, and went under, took a rope on, went under the rope, and cheered and jeered with all his cronies from YouTube around him and stuff like that. So hats off to him that he can take the mick out of himself, but kudos to him for finishing second in the long drive competition. You know, taking drives beyond 400 yards down the middle of the strip, windy conditions. I I think it's fantastic. And a lot of the guys on that long drive circuit have said, this is great for us. This is great for our game that Bryson is taking the time and getting involved and, Yeah, he goes straight from that and straight over to Bangkok. And um, he's going to have to hit long drives because it's a long course over there. But what do you reckon to that whole long drive scenario?
1: What do I reckon? Right. So you just said he's taking the time to go and do. Well, he's got to fill his time some way or other because he's not playing on the PGA Tour because he's a lift player now. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's lost to Germany's Martin Borgmeier. So Borg certainly served it up to him. But no, I, I, I don't know. I don't get it really. I I do get it because it's Bryson he's done it before but this guy's seriously got a back he's got to get back to being serious about winning golf tournaments is he just playing at live just to collect the coin you know he's got his YouTube channel he does silly things like he did the other week feigning injury and being an absolute drama queen that's the side of him I don't like I, I think I think you say it's all done in jest or whatever, but is it really? I don't know. This guy is just I think he's lost his way a little bit, in my opinion. And I'd like to see him get back to playing some
0: proper, strong golf. Yeah, it's he's taken he's taken a, a bit of time to cognitively mature. Let's put it that way. And and that he's not helped by the guys that are around him, but if he, he's comfortable with those guys that he surrounds himself with in his home and on YouTube and, and what have you. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't mind that at all. I, I look at golfers and I think there are certain characteristics of most golfers that you might not find suitable to your own um, beliefs, if you like. And Bryson's just one of those Marmite sports people. And I, I do like him. I think He's a ta- he is a talent. He's lost his way when he started going down that route of trying to hit it a long way. Obviously, that's way away from a major champion that he was and that golfer coming through at the time when we thought he was going to win everything. You know, Bryson DeChambeau, this is going to get boring. He's a new Tiger Woods. He's going to win everything. He's competing. But then, lost his way. There must be a bit of pressure involved. There's always pressure when your, your status is quite high. And you're right. He's probably taking the dollar. Um, can't blame him. Uh, especially, you know, a lot of people in the world We're doing that with the current crisis um, Cost of living crisis, especially over this country If you're offered cash, you're going to take it um, I like him I hope he gets back I hope he can go and compete um, As you'll hear in a song that we've done later Penned by yourself, sung by myself um, We talk about Bryson a little bit And yeah, he's one of those golfers That will draw criticism and praise and we just have to put up with it.
1: No, absolutely. I don't know you like him. I mean, what's his latest statement? Why not live a life worth dying for? I mean, is that all he wants to do? Just make statements nowadays? As I say, repeat myself, I want to see him get back to competing in golf tournaments. He hasn't competed in any of the live events he's played in yet. Will it be any different in Bangkok this week?
0: We shall see. Why not live a life that's worth dying for? Hey, Talking of which, I invented a new word today. Gone. Plagiarism. Right. <laughs> Let's say, um, what else do you want to talk about? Excellent.
1: All right. Okay. There's a couple of other things. So, um, Maya Stark was disqualified, another DQ, at the Ascendant on the LPGA Tour for using a non-conforming driver to USGA lists. Uh, actually shot a first round 75 and then got disqualified. Only actually got the membership on the LPGA tour in August after winning mm-hmm. the ISPS Handa World Invitational. But her comment to all that was, shit happens. <laughs> I thought that was quite
0: funny. But you I, I it... find that ridiculous, isn't it? Like the club in question is the as Ping's new G four three zero driver. Um but a day after the conclusion of that event in Texas, um, it's now on the conforming God, list.
1: God, oh, I oh, did it really. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, really brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. It's very
0: odd, isn't it? Well, well I'm sure she
1: wasn't saying shit happens after that decision by the USGA. Anyway, I thought that was quite funny. Um, other bit of news: 87-year-old Rosemary Reed won the Central England Mixed Foursomes Trophy at Woodhall Spa, 65 years after first competing in it. 87 years old her partner was an australian 64 year old australian i mean that's just great 87 years old it just proves bro that bowls isn't the only sport
0: that you can compete <laughs> at that age <laughs> hey talking of foursomes which sexual position produces the ugliest kid Don't know, go on. <laughs> you should ask mum, right <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, mum, Sorry for that. Sorry. It's, yeah. Anyway, that's
0: a Ronnie Corbett reference. Sorry, but hey, it's true. Bowls. I do want to have a go at bowls, and who was someone was talking about it. It was on TV the other day, and they took up bowls um, because someone introduced them to it, and it was a young young lad, and a group of lads went down there, and they said it, it's a great great game very competitive and there's a bit of there's a great social aspect to it as well so hey I, i'm coming around to your way of thinking mate and i'm um, i might invest i might get my wife actually to buy me a set of bowls for christmas and then come and take you on
1: 300 quid mate 300 quid anyway yeah just or maybe to not out, the, Ro- <laughs> the rosemary reed story seven rounds of match play over four days in some really tough weather conditions 87 years old hats off rosemary reed if you're out there listening, which I'm sure she isn't. Um, so, yeah, that was another little bit of news. Another little bit of news. Tiger obviously caddy in 36 holes for his son Charlie. What a swing that lad has. Is that Has that developed since last year, December, when he played in that competition with his dad?
0: I couldn't care less.
1: You couldn't care less? No, I, I just I watched his swing. And I thought, wow, that's impressive. But the lad clearly is going places and I'm sure we'll, we'll see. Obviously, he's got the
0: best opportunity to, hasn't he? You know, if, of course. It's, it's gonna be if he doesn't get onto the circuit, and I'm sure, you know, the likes of Tiger and Rory will put a case to Jay Monaghan, he will probably be playing on the tour next year. Um he might even win the pip. Who knows? It's I'm sure he'll make it and I'm sure he'll give it a damn good go. But as we know, golf is a hard game it's very competitive yes he's got a great swing yes he's got the greatest opportunity yes he's got one of the greatest role models um and coaches that he could possibly have questionable so what, <laughs> what, yeah 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 well he hasn't started driving yet so that's one thing exactly but hey well i hey, talk of the driving my son um i don't even think he listens to this i think he the cringes at the fact that we do a podcast but um, it just passed his driving test so everyone stay off the roads um yeah congrats if a, thomas if you're I'm around cambridge listening. no he's not he's at work actually he works for waitrose other supermarkets are available um and cheaper ones actually anyway right let's um should we crack, have you got anything else to talk about before we get into the previews
1: no well no but i guess yeah yeah i yeah, yeah. Let, no nothing well, else
0: well in in that case Close your eyes and open your ears, and imagine. Just imagine. Have a listen to this pen by Big Bro, sung by Little Bro. A bit like Tolbin and Elton John in a non. Yeah. Anyway, listen to it. <laughs>
2: Imagine no J Monahan It's easy if you try no pelly besides him, just the sound of tigers' cries. Imagine all the golfers playing for Greg's live Xander. Imagine no other tour is not so hard to do. Nothing left to play for and no Augusta too Imagine all the golfers just playing for some fun See woo We all know that Bryson's a screamer It was his thumb, and now his eyes Will he ever master Augusta? Par 67, that's all lies Imagine no FedEx Cup It pulls at Rory's heart No need for all this pressure. Give us more shotgun starts. Imagine all the toes peace, love, and harmony. See. Woo. You may say that Phil is a dreamer And Shipnuck's having fun We hope someday Tiger rejoins us And Jack's old record will be gone
0: And there you go. That was our take on the John Lennon classic, Imagine. I'm sorry if Julian Lennon or Yoko Ono has listened to that and thinks that we've brought the song down a peg or two. But to be honest with you, seeing as I preferred Paul McCartney, I think we improved it. Hey, great oh, lyrics, what, mate.
1: That, oh, well, it was made for your voice, that song. Definitely a good performance.
0: Oh, thanks very Thoroughly much. Thoroughly enjoyed man. it. Cheers, the crowd's going wild. I can see Sony Records and Simon Cowell with his pants around his belly button and knocking on the door right now. But I it, don't know it, where to- I live.
1: Talking of weird stories, bro, I've got a little joke for you. Right? I know you've come out with a few puns today, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. give you this joke, right? So, a bloke's been stranded on a deserted island. One fine day, he's sitting on the beach and sees something on the horizon. He says to himself, What the hell is that? It's not a tsunami, it's not a yacht. It's not a speedboat. And it gets closer and closer. And this lovely young blonde lady in a nice tight wetsuit pulls herself out of the water. He says to this young lady, oh, am I glad to see you. You're absolutely gorgeous. This beauty shows how long, she says, have you had since you had a cigarette. This It's when 10 years I've been on this island. She unzips her wetsuit, pulls out a cigarette and a lighter, and she says, Here you go, my lovely. Have one on me. Then she says to him, How long is it since you've had a beer? Like, oh. He says, Oh, it's ten years I've been on this island. She dips into her wetsuit again, pulls out a beer, cracks it open, and says, Here you go, my lovely. Have one on me. The bloke drinks his beer, and he smokes his cigarette. And after a period of silence, the woman unzips her wetsuit further and says, so how long ago was it that you played around? He said, fuck off. He said, you haven't got a set of golf clubs in there, have you? (laughs)
0: That's a good one. I I thought I was going to have to cut that after a while. I thought we can't. (laughs) Women listen to this podcast, but yeah, it's a good joke. And, um, <laughs> that's good for you, actually. I'm Hopefully, surprised.
1: that's brightened up your day. Anyway, let's get into the golf tournament.
0: Yes, let's get into it and let's go over to Spain, just outside Madrid, the capital of this beautiful country. Open to Spania. Paddy won here in 96 before it moved to a variety of courses, but before returning. To the Club de Campo in 2019. Then it was a convincing win for John Rahm. And the following year, Cabrera Bayo defeated Arnaus in a playoff. What can you tell us about the course?
1: Well, okay. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's just outside of Madrid. In fact, I was speaking with a colleague of mine who works in Madrid earlier today, and he told me exactly where it was. It's not actually that far outside the city, about a 15 minute drive, but it's a tree lined course. Uh roughly about seven thousand one hundred yards long par seventy one uh fairways are bermuda ride bent combination it's a tightish track, very undulating as we saw last year, really good tournament, as you rightly pointed out with Cabrera Bayo winning um fairway angles, lots of dog legs the greens are small, tricky and undulating as you go around the course, deep bunkers as well so we, we're seeing a tough golf course set up here this week, I think. Um, par fives, the three of them. I think the longest one is about 460, so should be gettable around, even though it's a tight track. And we've also got four par threes. So, and the rest, obviously, par fours, as you would normally make up a par 71. But yeah, it's it's a, a, a nice golf course. I like this golf course. I like watching this tournament. It's about two and a half thousand feet above sea level. Traditional inland course tight, as I say, undulating.
0: So that's what we get this week just outside Madrid. Right. Nice. Um, What sort of angles are we going? Because I I look at this course and I've done a flyover and obviously I've seen it in in the last couple of years. The, The shape and the small greens and tree line fairways and some undulating fairways reminds me a little of Wentworth. Mm. It, yeah, I just I look at it and obviously we went Wentworth recently, I just get that look and I get that feel. And so we know you have to find fairways um here and obviously it becomes easier. But more so here when Rahm won he hit 78% of the fairways and Bayo was second with 76% of the fairways. But Rahm also topped the putting stats that that year. But that was when his game was A1. It's, I don't think it is right now. So I when I'm,
1: yeah, I don't think it is, yeah.
0: When I'm playing, you know, the picks that I've got and um, I'll play him in the without RAM market. And and the reason why he didn't win last year was because of that drive accuracy, And it, was, it didn't fare as well. He only found 50% of the fairways. So that shows you finding the fairways makes a difference here. So from my stat angle, I'll be looking at players... That can find a lot of fairways, have played well here and putted well here on these greens, but also have had a good game at Wentworth in that sort of comparable course, aim, stats, angle, if you like. That's me. What are your angles?
1: Yeah, I'm certainly looking, you know, again, the the tightest element of it, I'm certainly going to place a little bit of a premium, certainly on accuracy, scrambling and putting know on these smaller screens i think is going to be quite essential so they're the main angles that i've looked at and again i've looked at the obvious thing around course form you know it's been played the, the last twice obviously in 2019 had a break in 20 because of covid played last year when adri arnaus uh, lost to cabrera Bayo in the playoff so yeah looking at a little bit of course form but also looking At these recent events and these players that are, you know, continuing to trend in the right direction without really threatening the winner's circle. So, yeah, they're my angles to lay over the the stats side of it.
0: Okay, well, let's get straight into the picks and give us your first pick. Okay, I'm going straight in
1: first off with last year's winner without Rahm. I I just listen, John Rahm's nine to four favourite this week. That is a risk. OK, so,
0: you know, it's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous,
1: regardless of whether you think he's playing well enough. Obviously, you know, he did win here in 2019, as you rightly said. And it is, a course, that he, he probably could turn up and rip up really well. He played recently um, really well at Wentworth as well. So he could do that. So you've got to take the wrong factor out. But with last year's winner, Rafa Cabrera-Beo, um, you know, played well at Wentworth, tied ninth. So, again, drawing that Wentworth comparison, 22-1 to one without Rahm is very enticing. And that's the first play.
0: OK, nice. First pick. Right. My first pick is a huge price and it's a bit of a gamble. I've um, messaged his wife on Twitter, not privately because I haven't got a number. Um, it's David Drysdale. And I messaged because he pulled out. He withdrew. Uh last week, for whatever reason. I'm trying to find out if he's okay. I haven't had a reply yet from Victoria, hoping that will come and let me know. But let's say he is well, playing okay. He played well here and at Wentworth, found over 85% of the fairways last year. And if he has a day on the greens, I reckon he can figure. He's never won. But surely, like Blandy, that has to end in the market without Ram, Tommy, and Adrian. Now, he's two hundred and seventy-five to one. That's nearly a seventy-to-one winner if placed first pick. David Drysdale, very bold
1: from you with Drysdale. Obviously, opened. Last year with a 64, didn't back it up with poor rounds of 70 in the second round, 72 closing fourth round. So we know he can score low at this course, but yeah, that that is a big risk. I don't know what the withdrawal was last week, um, but maybe we'll find out. So 271. 275 to 1, massive, massive price, even without...
0: With an an asterisk, with an asterisk. Exactly, yeah. First pick, right, second pick, bro. Excellent. Second
1: pick for me this week is, again, another form play in terms of recent events. But also looking at uh, the last twice here at this, tied 17th in 2019, tied 20th last year with rounds all sub-70, and it's Mikko Korhonen. Uh, again, 25 to 1, similar with Rafa, but I think his game is trending in the right direction. He clearly has a bit of a liking for the course, playing well at the moment, 25 to 1, second play.
0: Okay, like it. All right. My second play. Uh, he's a Scotsman. He's been playing well this year. He played well at the BMW PGA at Wentworth, finishing 23rd. He probably didn't want it to be a 54 hole tournament. He played well last week, as you would imagine, with the Dunhill Links tied 10th. It's Grant Forrest. Now, Grant, like I said, has been playing well. But if you look at where he's finished, he loves it here. Finished third last year, including two 65s. And without John Rahm, he's 22 to 1. A guy that's playing well, a guy that likes this track 22 to 1.
1: Yeah, that's a bit more of a sensible price. He's obviously playing well at the moment. Yeah, I like that play. Okay, Um, third play for me is a recent winner on PGA Tour. Uh, Played relatively well at Wentworth uh, without really kind of figuring had a tied 23rd, obviously in that kind of shortened tournament because of the Queen's passing. But it's a very decent price uh, here this week. For a previous winner, as I say, and it's Ollie Wilson. Uh, I think you, you know, again, last twice he's not featured in terms of the leaderboard, but he's sixty-six to one without John Rahm for a recent winner. That's a decent price for someone who is clearly playing some good golf at the moment. So that's the third play, Ollie Wilson.
0: Ollie Wilson, yeah, he certainly has come back to a rich vein of form. Right, my third pick is an even more sensible pick. It's Adrian House, and mm. so I'm playing. A couple of players. So I'm playing David Drysdale in the market without Romy. Um Romy. Rahm, Tommy, and Adri. Grant Forrest in the market without Rahm. I'm playing Adri Arnaus in the market without Ram and Fleetwood at twelve to one. He's played well at, at Wentworth. We know he loves it here. And there's nothing more than he wants is to turn around what should have been a win last year and get that big W in his home country.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Why not? You know, featured last week, has won on tour. Um, you know, is, is playing some decent golf, but 12 to 1. Yeah, probably a little bit short. So obviously, I know you're taking out Rahm and Tommy. I don't think Tommy will feature this week. Having said that, you will probably go and win. But yeah, decent play. Oh, nice. Yes, like it. You've gone for a couple of sensible prices. That's good, bro. It's shoring everything up. Right. My fourth play. Um, another Scotsman. A guy that has. Certainly got some form here. A tied ninth last year, 2021. Again, with all rounds sub 70, 66, 67, 69, 67. It's Mark Warren. And he is an absolutely ridiculous price. 190 to 1 without John Rahm. I just, yeah. I I know he hasn't done a lot else this year in terms of tournaments that he's played in and stuff. But I'm going to just, again, it's maybe a little bit of a little bro hunch, but 190 to one without ROM. I could go even further and, and reduce the price with the three players, but I'll probably play the 190.
0: Fourth okay. play. Might fourth run. play. My fourth and final play is a hunch. You know, I like to do a bit of a hunch one. It's not a massive price. It's he. a, a big price hunch. He's a Frenchman that loves the Spanish shores. Now this Frenchman, When he's played well of late, he's never won on the DP World Tour, but when he's played well over the last couple of years, it's been on Spanish soil. And it is Mike Lorenzo Vera, right? Um, You might want to pronounce his name slightly different if you're French, but I didn't. It's Vera. Right. So when he finished 17th, tied 17th, and he opened the Spania last year, and then this year, He's played well in the ISPS hander over in Spain. Now, that is it. That's all I've got. The guy threatens to deceive. He's got a low rounder. We've seen many 66s, 65s, 64s, even a 63 off Mike. But I just have a feeling that we're going to see a good performance from him this week. And to be, you know, he's in the market without the three, so he doesn't have to win to get me a win. But he's 75 to 1. It's Michael Lorenzo Vera.
1: Excellent. OK, I've got a fifth. I'm oh, gonna... have you? yeah, no, I've got a fifth this week. Um, it's it's a guy I have been interested in for the last few weeks. He had a tied fourth here in 2019. And this season, uh, again, not tremendous form, but flashing of maybe little bits of coming back into it. And we know he can, well, he's certainly got history for finishing season's strong vein. It's J.B. Hansen. He had a tied thirteenth in the Open de France, and um, he, you know I haven't looked at his price. It's a, it's a last minute throw-in, but I just can't ignore J.B. Hansen this week. A little bit of course form, a little bit of recent splatterings of really good form. Say in Switzerland, he was tied fourteenth as well with really good closing rounds um, of 65, 68 and 64. So, yeah, can't avoid that one. And fifth play, JB Hansen.
0: OK, nice one. Well, let's wrap it up um, and go through the picks quickly. Tell us your four or your okay. five, actually.
1: OK, Rafa Cabrera-Beo, Mark Warren, Ollie Wilson, Miko Corhonan and JB Hansen.
0: And mine are David Drysdale, Grant Forrest, Adrian and Mike Lorenzo Vera. Right, that's it. It's time to head over to the PGA. Oh, Vegas. We're at the Shriners TPC Summerlin. It's a pretty straightforward course and plenty of birdies and offer. But tell us a little bit about TPC Summerlin. TPC
1: Summerlin, another one of these absolute birdie fest competitions on the PGA Tour. So, as you say, in Las Vegas, a yardage of just a shade over 7,200 yards, a past 71, probably and deemed to be one of the easiest courses on the PGA Tour rotation. Um, Obviously plays a lot shorter in terms of the yardage as well because of the Las Vegas desert air, but yeah, it's um, the, the greens are bent grass. The, the rough and fairways are Bermuda. Again, you won't really get penalised by being in the rough in a course like this, but we're looking at a birdie fest for sure. And they are some of the credentials of TPC Summerlin.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Just look at two players that have dominated in performances here in the past year, few years, Bryson and Cantley showing that power and precision I uh, Iron play, get the birdies rolling in. So, with that, I'm looking at a market without Cantley. And my four picks are all about power and precision. Excellent. So, why don't you kick us off then? Well, I'm kicking off with uh, Burby Army, Burby Army, Birdies for Rhinos. Played well last week. He'll love this course and he is in a rich vein of form, taking this opportunity for the PGA Tour card with both hands and getting that money in. Dean Burmester. 40 to 1 in the market without Patrick Cantley yes please that
1: is a very good price for someone who performed really well last week i mean he's he's clearly playing some really good golf at the moment and it's an enticing price isn't it it's you know on what should be again you know he, he's he's a bomber he can hit it far he's going to go further here in las vegas and if he can just start converting some more of those putts, who knows could be his
0: day oh but yeah it, it, the price enticed me in like a like a silvery, glittering fly for a hungry mackerel in the seas.
1: Oh, excellent. Yeah, really like that one. That was good. All right, my first play, let's move <laughs> swiftly on, is um, someone who you called out in the song. It's Siwoo Kim. And Siwoo Kim is, in my opinion, a very decent price this week. So, ranging, you can get 45 to 1 outright. You can get... 33 to 1 without homer cantlay and sungjai in or you can get 40 to 1 just without cantlay so again a decision to make but i think that's a really good price for someone who clearly has got you know some form here um i'm pretty sure some um actually yeah Sibu kim he has got form here it not last year. I think the year before he had a tied eighth and the year before, or a couple of years before that, tied 15th. So clearly has a liking for this course, can shoot low as well. And his game is in a good place at the moment, in my
0: opinion. First play, Siwoo Kim. OK, second play for me is Hayden Buckley. Shots gained off the tee. Impressive so far this year, although only six rounds played. But he was tied eighth last year. Year in shots gained off the tee, he can fire that ball out there. He's hundred to one in the market without Patrick Cantlay. My second pick, Aidan Buckley.
1: I like that play. Actually, I think that's it's a good angle to look at. Excellent. Okay, my second play is a guy who certainly does have some decent form here. Uh, in the 2019-20 season, he had tied fourth. In the last season, he was tied sixth. It could be the other Canadian themed winner, and it's Adam Hadwin. And Adam Hadwin, again, 45 to 1 outright, or 33 to 1 without all three, 40 to 1. Similar price to, uh, well, the same price ranges for Siwoo Kim. So they're my first two
0: plays. Adam Hadwin's oh. second play. Got it. Third play for me is Matthias Schwab. A comparable course is tpc san antonio which hosts the texas open matt finished top 10 there and can seriously fire the ball out there backing up my claims that you can fire it out like bryson DeChambeau does and get away with it and fire a good score around this course he's 225 to one in the market without can yes that may sound big but schwab can get the job done
1: excellent excellent okay like that play a bit of a theme going there, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Right, my third play is a guy I played last week. uh, Didn't quite get into the reckoning, but was a very big price at 125 to 1 in the without market. So he's at 225 to 1 outright or 125 without all three of the big boys this week. And it's a player who actually, when you look at the three times where he's featured inside the top 35, it's actually got better. So 17-18 season, tied 32nd. The 18-19 season, tied 15th, and in the 2021 season, tied 5th, he's getting closer and closer. A low round 62 in that season, 2021 season, and it's Peter Malnati. And as I say, 225 without uh, in the full market or 125 without. So I'm going to stick with Malnati this week.
0: Nice. OK, my fourth and final pick, Uh, tied 3rd last year here top 30 the year before he obviously likes it here and has topped the shots gained putting here last year for that reason i'm taking him because the price is just ridiculous for those stats alone and it's adam schwenk 140 to one in the market without patrick cantley tied third year last year 30 the year before shots gained putting (laughs) give me some of that is that how you pronounce his name say it again Adam Schenk.
1: Schenk, exactly. Did you say Schenk? Has he got a bit of German attached to him?
0: Anyway. Is he not? Is he, is he, What What nationality is he then?
1: I think he's American. Anyway, there's a theme to your picks this week. You've gone with Buckley, BU. You've gone with Burmee, BU. You've gone with Schwab, C H C-H, um, S-C-H, and Schenk, S-C-H. <laughs> Very good pick in that, bro.
0: Hey, t- hey, talking of all the letters. You know, I said my dog dog was ill the other day. Yeah. Oh, my God. We played Scrabble, me and the wife and the kids the other day. A fucking board fell off. Me dog ate all the Scrabble letters. I tell you what, it keeps leaving messages around the house all day. Oh, know. crazy. Absolutely right, unbelievable.
1: Go. That was a shit joke. <laughs> Did you get it? Anyway, yeah. Um, Final play for me is the winner this week. A previous winner here, albeit in 2021. It is... Scotsman turned American, Martin Laird. And he is one hell of a massive prize this week. 110 to 1 outright or 75 to 1 without all three of the big boys. 90 to 1
0: without Paddy Cantley, And Martin Laird's going to win it. Well, there you go. You heard it here, guys. Don't back Martin Laird. No, right. So let's round that off for the Shriners. Let's go for the picks. My picks are Bermester, Aidan Buckley, Matthias Schwab, and Adam Schwenk.
1: And mine are Martin Lerd, Sibu Kim, Peter Malnati and Adam Hadwin.
0: Brilliant. That lines up the main tour events. We're going to do a quick look at Live Bangkok um, over at Thailand's newly opened Stonehill Golf Club, which is a pet project of the country's second richest man, billionaire Sarath Rattan Bhadi. Um, club took five years to complete, uh, opened this summer, Seraf's son serving as executive director, keeping it in the family. It's an hour's drive north of Bangkok. And the neoclassical clubhouse overlooks more than 150 hectares. And a course designed by Kyle Phillips. Do you know who Kyle Phillips designed? Well, what course Kyle Phillips designed? Oh, many. Well, especially last week, King's Barns. Ah. But it's the longest course on the live schedule. Anything else to add to that? Not really.
1: It's past seventy-two yardage, just a shade under seven thousand six hundred. That's probably enough. Well, no. The only thing I want to say, not about the course, but there is one change in the forty-eight player lineup this week. It's um, Hideto Tanihara, Japanese player, who comes in and replaces the Spanishman David Puig.
0: Oh, not Puig. Not
1: Puig. It's
0: Puig. Oh, Puig. David Puig. That sounds a lot better than David Puig. It does absolutely right. So, based on the fact that it's one of the longest courses out there, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say that you can get sixteen to one on Bryson DeChambeau without Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, and Wakin Neiman. Cam, Cam uh, Smith's going to win it, mate. Well, he might win it, but he can still win it, and I can still win with Bryson DeChambeau. I think sixteen yeah. to one. He's, he's testosterone is running through his veins like a cascading. River, it's oh, I just I'm going to take it sixteen to one. Bryson Deschambeau, I'll have a bit of that, but I'd rather David Drysdale win his first event. To be honest, I know clearly big price, right? So that wraps up this week. Unless you've got anything else to say,
1: no, mate, it's been good, enjoyable, loved it, loved the song, great chats.
0: Thank you, love very it. Much. No, and guys, thank you for listening. As always, please share, spread the love. And we'll leave you with next week's tournaments. What we got to look forward to? We are heading over. I think I'm japanese -er. We're heading over to the Zozo in Japan. And on the European circuit, oh, it's It's tough. Sota Grande. It's beautiful. It is. The Andalusia Masters at the wonderful Valderrama. And so we'll look forward to that. We'll give you the previews for that this week. We'll look back at this week when we'll have two winners or more. And we'll have more fun. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the song. It's been great speaking to you. And from Big Bro, it is goodbye. And from me, it's goodbye. Have a great week.
1: It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news, it's the 19th hole news. And welcome to this week's edition of Bros and Birdies 19th hole news. We start this week's news with the formidable performance of Tom Kim, who won the Shriners in Las Vegas with a bogey-free 72 holes to win by three shots over Patrick Ione, TPC Summerlin Cantlay and Matthew Neesmith. Cantlay went all in in Vegas and his gamble to chop his ball out of the bush went horribly wrong as he triple bogey the last hole. The little South Korean with the most annoying mannerisms on the course has just toppled Tiger Woods' record of becoming the first golfer to win twice on the PGA Tour before the age of 21, beating Tiger by six months. There is no doubting the ability of this confident pocket rocket, but please Tom, stop the constant twitching and shoulder shrugging. Tom now sits 15th in the official World Golf rankings after starting 2022 in 131st place. On the DP World Tour, just outside of Madrid at the Open de España, it was home favourite John Rahm who strolled to a six-shot victory over Frenchman Pavon. Rahm was 9-4 favourite at the start of the week and he proved why in what was a substandard field. On the Champions Tour, it was another strong performance by Steve Stricker as he won the Constellation Furick and Friends in Jacksonville, Florida. Perhaps we are seeing the end of the Langer domination era with an exciting influx of players passing the half-century mark in the likes of Harrington, Stricker, Furick, and Els. oh and no Phil Mickelson. On the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, the great LPGA Tour, it was a maiden victory for England's 34-year-old Jodie shed off at the Hill Championship in what was her 246th start on tour. Jodie continued the strong English challenge after Charlie Hall's recent tour win and it's absolutely superb to see the strength of the English talent in the women's game right now. And finally, on the European Challenge Tour in Cornwall, England, it was Scotland's Ewan Walker who gained his first tour title, defeating South Africa's JC Ritchie by one shot at St Melian Estate to win the British Challenge presented by Modest Golf Management. And that is your 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news, it's the 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news, it's the 19th hole news. Welcome everyone to this week's edition of Bros and Birdies 19th hole news. And we start this week with the Live Golf Invitational Series, where the latest event in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, continue to see some somewhat previously average players rake in millions of dollars. Controversial. The event was won by Brooks Bruce Cupcake Kepka, who smashed his teammate Peter Uline in the playoff to collect $4.75 million. And now everybody heads off to Miami to compete for the final series event, where the superstars will be spraying champagne all over Donald Trump's harem and eating strawberries and melted chocolate off gold plated trays carried by a buyer wearing waitresses. In Japan, at the Zozo, it was Keegan Bradley who broke a 4-year winless period to scoop a paltry $2 million to win by one shot from rejuvenated Ricky Fowler and Andrew Putnam. In Sotogrande, Spain, it was 3 event live. Golf outcast Adrian Otegi who demolished the tough Valderrama to stick two fingers up to Keith Pelé and all those haters as he won the Andalusia Masters in commanding fashion to win by 6 shots from Swede Lagerren. On the PGA Tour Champions Tour, it was another demolition job by Fred Boom Boom Couples, who did a smash and grab job at the SAS Championship, played at Prestonwood Country Club in North Carolina, Freddie shot a final round 60 to secure a six shot victory. On the European Challenge Tour, it was a Swiss Roll performance and first Challenge Tour victory from Jeremy Fry-Berghaus as he defeated Max Schmidt at the first extra hole at Frilford Heath to win the English Trophy presented by Rocket Yard Sports Marketing. And finally, we can't leave those fabulous ladies out on the 19th hole news At the L.E.T. in the Aramco Team Series played in New York at Trump Golf Links in the Bronx, it was 27-year-old American Lexi Thompson who broke a three-year winless streak to lift the trophy. And that is your 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news, it's the 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news, it's the 19th hole news. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Bros and Birdies 19th hole news and we start this week with the PGA Tour as we saw Rory go back to back in the CJ Cup which this year was played at the fascinating Congaree in South Carolina. Rory was able to fend off the challenge of small time American Kirk Kitty Armour to win by one shot and therefore took home almost $2 million. We all wanted to see a Rory and Ram playoff, but Johnny Boy Rambo's final round jitters cost him dearly. Rory the Great and Defender of the Realm also jumps back into the number one spot in the official World Golf Rankings. On the DP World Tour, young German talent and graduate of the KFT, Yannick Paul, prevailed at the Majorca Open, but spare a thought for the bullet, Marcus Armitage. Marcus played his last three holes in four over par after having what seemed like an unassailable lead coming down the stretch. I can't help but think his mid-round on-course interview with Incy Wincy Mehmet might have played a part in what seemed like a therapy session interview, The Bullet will be back. On the Champions Tour, it was New Zealand's Stephen Olker who won again by taking the Dominion Energy Charity Classic in Richmond, Virginia by one shot over KJ Choi. In the Republic of Korea at the BMW Ladies Championship, it was another commanding performance by a New Zealander as Lydia Ko strolled to a four-shot victory over Andrea Lee. And finally, on the L.E.T. in India, the Heroes Women Open was won by Germany's Olivia Cowan as she broke her duck at the 96th attempt. And that was your 19th hole news it's the 19th hole it's the 19th hole it's the 19th hole news it's the 19th hole news